0: How much did Florence Nightingale weigh when she founded Modern Nursing? How much did Rosa Parks weigh when she took a seat on that bus? How much did Malala Yousafzai weigh when she started writing about the lives of girls in Pakistan living under Taliban rule? You don't know, that's the right answer because it doesn't matter. what's up and welcome back to another coffee talk. For today we're going to be doing a decaf brew and I wanted to talk about how I found my natural weight, but also I don't have a lot of points written down today because I wanted to speak very just freely about just in general what the process was of finding my natural weight, why I decided to do it, my thought process behind a lot of the stuff that went into me finding my natural weight, but also just I guess just a lot of my my thoughts in general about Why sometimes I think there can be so much emphasis all the time on constantly feeling like we need to be dieting or constantly feeling like we need to be like exercising like crazy to change our bodies. And why, in my opinion, why it seems like at least a lot of culture and media has really been driven towards making us feel like we shouldn't feel good in our bodies or that we need to change our bodies in any kind of way. Okay. So those are going to be like overbridging. That was like an overarching idea of some of the topics we're going to talk about today. Now I actually brewed a decaf, which I'm very proud of. It's been a while since I've actually sipped with you guys. Sometimes I find it gets a little hard when especially because my podcasts aren't normally with interviewing other people. Although that's going to be a change soon. I plan on bringing more people onto the podcast, but I'm always like trying to sip coffee and do things like that. But then it makes my mouth kind of water. This is a little TMI. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this, but it makes my mouth water. And, uh, and then I find it hard to kind of keep the conversation going, but not today. Doesn't matter. So I've talked pretty openly on both my vlog channel and within the coffee talks about my history with diet and body image in particular. Those were probably the two main things that I feel like led to me. Going through the journey that I went through to, to pr- pretty much get me to where I am today, which is feeling like I have a more wholesome approach to life, a more holistic approach to health, and just a more loving attitude when it comes to my body, but not just my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, my everything, and realizing how aligned those things are. But it was a journey to get here. I won't go too far into the history because, like I said, I've, I've posted about it before. So if you guys want a podcast version, there is one. That is called The Skeletons in My Closet that talks a lot about my disordered eating, where it came from and my history with it and things like that. But I've also created some vlogs on my vlog channel about my recent weight gain in the last year, about year and a half now, and just embracing my body. And lately I've been sharing a lot of vlogs and such that might not even be live yet, but it's more so about, you know, getting rid of clothes that don't fit anymore and things like that. And just really trying to embrace this new chapter of life. But it, it came from a long extended journey of, really kind of Battling this idea of diet culture in a lot of ways, but also believing that I had to earn some sort of external validation through putting so much value in the way that my body looked and the way that I looked in general and just like in a way on aesthetics. And I even want to kind of put that like lightly because I do think that there is no black and white answer to life. A lot of things in life are a gray area. There's such a scale in which everything can go from being extreme to not at all and every level in between. I just feel like I love art. I love. I do love a good aesthetic. I love creating a good mood, but I do think too, this might be a coffee talk for another time, but it can sometimes border on that line of when you start using anything, especially anything external to overcompensate for any sort of unfulfillment that's going on within your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, then that's when life becomes out of balance. And I think it's so critical to talk about these things because we are all consuming so much more social media, so much more media in general than, than our parents or our grandparents ever did. And because of that, there is more, focus on the way that we look rather than a lot more of the other aspects and rich layers to life, like how we feel our senses, how we contribute to the world, how we help other people, even just how to balance ourselves. There's just so much more emphasis, especially in kind of the more trendy side of media that is very focused on kind of living this most ideal state, this most If any of you guys are bookworms at all and you like teen fiction, if any of you guys read the book Uglies, it's a series. I never actually read more than one. I I probably should pick up the rest of them, but I read the first one and it's called Uglies. And my brain keeps coming back to it right now. It's the idea of in this book, the minute you turn 16, you get your surgery and that makes you a pretty. And before the age of 16, you're an ugly. And if you don't get your surgery done, then you're considered like an ugly and a cast out from society. And I, I feel like it's kind of a very Dramatic or dramatized version of what society is kind of like today. Anyway, tangenting should probably look at some of my points so I don't go too far off today, but I digress. So, in the way that we approach health in our everyday life, I think that there are two ways that this can really go. The first one being actual health, by that I mean holistic alignment and taking care of your actual health in a way that's more internal. And then the other way is aesthetic health. And that is taking care of your health, like I said, for the look of it, for the aesthetic of it, for trying to get that six pack abs, trying to just basically cater to a certain ideal image or standard that's kind of placed on us from society. And I think that a lot of what we see online, I don't want to say everything because I do think that there are so many amazing, inspiring individuals out there that are really approaching health in a very balanced and grounded way. I think a lot of the things that we see specifically about diet and fitness and health in general online comes from that place of aesthetic health, of Wanting it to look good, but does it actually feel good? Is it actually truly healthy for our bodies? And that gets sticky because everybody is subject, like everybody's health is subject to them, right? Nobody's going to have the one perfect lifestyle, perfect balance that's going to fit for everyone. But I think that that's also why it's so easy to get lost in the world of health and fitness and wellness because we go looking for answers in other people. And because we're such visual beings, we're such visual creatures, when we see something that looks like the representation of what health has been sold to us as, then we assume that must be healthy. I'll follow what this person does without actually taking into account how we actually feel. And this is the most important part, right? Like if you were to take the difference between actual health and aesthetic health, it's really the difference between like how you feel versus how you look. And a lot of the times how we truly and actually feel, and this doesn't even just mean physically, this means mentally, spiritually, and even just energetically, we push all of that aside for how we look. And that's where health really falls through the cracks and we lose ourselves and we lose years on our life or off our life really kind of feeling like we don't fit into a standard or chasing a standard or constantly feeling like we need to lose weight, constantly feeling like we need to exercise, to tone up, to do this, to do that, to like constantly feel like we're reaching for something in the idea of health, wellness, and fitness. When what my whole premise of today's coffee talk and decaf is, is that are we able to embrace our natural health, are we able to embrace our natural weight, our natural bodies, our natural sense of being? Here's why I think that this is, everything is such a, I feel like, okay, I just tried to say like seven different sentences there, but it's because it's hard for me to sometimes ground the thoughts and feelings going on in my head, especially recently, because I feel for the last few months, I'm about to get a little cosmic-y on you guys for the last while, more than months, I I've been going through this sense of awakening in a lot of ways. And I've been making these connections that I, I, I can't help but see everywhere. And I talked about this in, was that a decaf brew? I think the last decaf brew was about loneliness, right? And I talked about how um, uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy made the connection that actually feeling lonely could be the root for things like depression, anxiety, um, low self-esteem, But all of these things, the problem with all of these things, and it's, it's what we talk about a lot here on the coffee talk podcast. I'm very passionate about mental health, but the problem with it is it becomes this cycle, this vicious cycle in a lot of ways where you kind of get stuck in an energy pattern or in a pattern that's keeping you stuck in this energy. And then the more we feed that energy, the more habits we accumulate because of that energy, the harder it is to break, right? So like I mentioned how loneliness can be connected to depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and all of that, so can, in my opinion, the weird kind of obsessive behavior that sometimes starts to come with health, fitness, and wellness, and trying to obtain this physical ideal. A lot of the times, I believe that comes from low self-esteem, loneliness, anxiety, depression, and I say this coming from my own life experience where I felt like that's where a lot of my problems really began was trying to find a way to numb the pain for one, but also to validate my existence in a way that made me feel like I was safe. And in a lot of ways, and this is very subconscious, nobody actually does this consciously is like, yes, it's going to feel safe to lose some weight. But like I said, subconsciously, we're downloading all of this Messaging all of the time and kind of reaffirming a truth within ourselves that, okay, we're not okay the way that we are. We need to lose weight. We're not okay the way that we are. We need to change our diet. We're not okay the way that we are. We need to stop eating carbs. We need to intermittent fast. We need to insert any trendy diet thing here, right? And that all comes from a place of I am not okay. I am not good enough. I cannot accept myself in the state that I am right now. I will either be happier. If it's anxiety, I will feel calm. I will feel secure. I will be loved. I will be any of the things that we're trying to run away from, any of those uncomfortable feelings that we're really resisting in a lot of ways. We assume that if we can attain this physical standard, that that's going to fix our problems in some way. And it never does. It really never does. I say this as coming from my own troubled past. And I know that this can also be a little triggering. So I want to say that maybe I probably should have said that earlier in today's episode. I do my best when I talk about these topics, not to say anything too triggering, but in my opinion, um, really kind of chasing this idea of needing to be smaller, needing to stay in this tiny little frame, stay in this tiny little box was going to keep me safe. That was what society needed from me in order for me to receive the fulfillment I was looking for outside of myself. And it really, truly doesn't make any sense, but to our brains, somehow it does. The thing is actual healing and facing our uncomfortable emotions takes a shit ton of courage. It takes so much vulnerability and it's the hardest way. It is the most uncomfortable way to deal with our problems, which is why I believe we get stuck in these cycles, in these energetic patterns that keep us really prisoner to these ideas, to these self-limiting beliefs, to these behaviors, to these unhealthy habits to these truths that we believe about life or we believe about ourselves and our bodies and whatever it is. And I'm not even just talking about your body. I, I'm, I'm even talking about, you know, beauty standards. I'm talking about success standards. I'm I just all of the above. I, I'm going to get really passionate. I feel it in my bones. Today's going to be a passionate coffee talk. <laughs> so like I said, if you go through any kind of uncomfortable situation in your life, puberty, can be one in itself. That's where I feel like it really kind of started in my journey, my experience. But even if you if you get rejected, if you go through any kind of life trauma, if you go through any kind of really hard, terrible thing, any situation in your life that might sprout that uncomfortable feeling of anxiety, depression, any kind of, you know, suffering. When you go through any kind of suffering in your life, it can that's enough pressure in itself to try and find a way to either fix the suffering, numb the suffering, whatever it is, you know, we all, we all have our ways. We all have our little quirks about us that kind of come into play whenever we're presented with any kind of friction in life. That alone is a lot to deal with. It's a lot for your soul, your spirit, your energy. Then place on top of that, the constant reinforcement that comes from media, that comes from all of this all of this stuff that we're ingesting on a day-to-day basis that basically, especially for women, but also for men, but just for a second, I'm going to talk about women in particular to be sexy and desirable, but to not try to be sexy or desirable because that makes you unsexy or undesirable or, and this is for men too, but to fit into this box of what it means to be beautiful. Or for men, it can be this box of what it means to be hot and powerful. And like, you know, all I can think of is just like, you know, have big muscles and like, you know, be a breadwinner and all of these ideals, like these very twisted societal norms that are basically said, this is what we're going to say is the most ideal. And we want you You as a unique, individual, multidimensional, creative human being, you are now going to hack away at all the things that make you an individual to fit into this box, to hack away at all the things that make you feel good and healthy to fit into this box, because that is what is sold to you, is that is what's going to make you desirable, that's what's going to make you get the things you want in life, that is going to make you feel love, or whatever it is that you may have felt, because we all had something, most of us have something rooted somewhere that we felt we didn't get what we needed, either at a young age or in our teen years or even more recently, it could have been last week. I don't know, but anything that makes us feel any sort of trigger that we're not safe. Oh, okay. I'm going to hack away at all of these, uh, just like hack away at all these things that make you, you in order to fit this ideal state that is pretty much represented to us in any, any field. You know, I'm even thinking back to being a kid and playing with Barbies. Like I was one of those girls. I loved, loved Barbies. Okay. I had every Barbie spice girl. I loved dolls. I loved, I was like the girly girl pretty much up until I hit puberty. And then I like rejected my feminine side as soon as I got like my period and started growing boobs and boys started to notice and make comments. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try and like be more guyish now, you know, up until that point though, I was like, so I was like the ideal market kid that you would want to just sell that whole idea of women being stay at home moms, being, you know, cooking and cleaning. And like that, that was like, yeah, I, I wanted that. And so as I got older, that root or that sprout really kind of continued to grow. And it fed into my teen years and my early 20s, really trying to fit into that box, really trying to fit into that frame of what it would be to be like the most ideal state and the most ideal weight the most ideal whatever it was that was going to make me a great candidate to basically be loved really i think that's kind of where a lot of it came from and i was i was not loving myself even the disney princesses like they're all asymmetrical they're all tiny tiny little waists. they're all like long luscious hair and not that there's anything with actually having those things it's just that that was one one image that it was pretty much sold in every, everything we saw in Barbies and dolls in, in movies and shows. And that comes with, like I said, that comes on the, on the men's side too, that, okay, no, I really, I really need to dip back into like, also just being a young girl and being sold this idea of like the prince is going to come and save you. There are so many things wrong with that. Okay. I feel like I need to film another coffee talk today because I'm feeling very passionate on that subject. But yes, there's also that sense of men need to be muscular, to be strong, to be handsome, to just like to be noble and just all of this, this sold ideal imagery of what it is to be perfect. And then thus most people, will spend the majority of their lives then chasing this idea that they cannot, that they are not already perfect is different for everyone. So maybe I won't use the term perfect, but that they aren't already complete fulfilled, like fine on your own. Like you're, you're fine when you're natural, when you're in your most natural state of being. Even now, when you watch shows, like when you throw on a series on Netflix or, you know, you're just kind of coasting through the channels. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you do, whenever you watch, whatever it is, most characters in shows are like, like there's always that one character that's trying to lose weight or trying to be fit. Or if it's like them having their glow up, they like go on that whole just journey of like, yeah, like just exercise and like losing weight. It's just common. It's commonly placed in a lot of the things that we are seeing all of the time. Everyone's either trying to lose weight or trying to tone up or trying to get a booty or trying to do this or trying to do that. And it's like, it's exhausting. It's kind of exhausting. And I don't say that in the sense of if you want to do something to feel good and, and feel confident in your body, by all means do it. But just be aware of where that is even coming from. Like, what is making you feel like there's anything you need to change about who you are, how you look, or whatever it is that is going to make you feel any better than you do right now? Because the trick is, it's always there, and it's this like cliche truth that I think we all know on a level, but we don't wanna we don't wanna admit it because then we had, then we have to to soul search in the moment. And it's really the idea that if you're not happy now, when you attain whatever it is you're going for, you're not gonna feel any more happy then. You may have the sensation for a moment of feeling uplifted by your accomplishment, but your I, your default will not be any different than what your default is right now. And that's an uncomfortable truth, and I know that, and it's also a cliche that's said all the time, and I know that too, but it's because it's true. Like if you, don't feel good about your body where you are right now how you are right now how will you ever feel good about your body as it changes because you're not changing it from a place of wholesome loving like nurturing and wanting to feel good it's it's coming from a place of you know trying to look better and and in order to feel better and you're not going to feel better just when you think you look better that's the point I'm really trying to hit home here. The problem with diet culture in particular and believing you need to lose weight or believing that you need to have any kind of like kind of crazy fitness regimen or whatever is that it puts way too much emphasis on how we look and it really disconnects us from how we feel. And this is in my own life where I am exploring and I'm kind of remaining curious in life right now because I know that we live in a society where yes, we do need to run on time and schedules and things like that. I am like, I'm a Pisces. Okay, I really don't work that way very well. I would like to consider myself to be organized chaos. So as much as I post gist videos and like use my dry race calendars and things like that, I am doing my best to organize the chaos that's going on in my mind all the time. Like just like ideas and dreams and goals and all of these things, right? But I guess just the idea of trying to, Feel more into our intuitive nature, which includes feeling into your human nature, it is so unnatural to us now. And that makes me kind of sad. But when you think about it, when you, when you give into diet culture and all of these things, you plan out when you're going to eat your meals, what times, what kind of builds you're going to put into your meals. Like, are you going to have carbs? Are you not? Are you going low fat, high fat? Are you going high protein, low protein? Or are you eating meat? Are you not? And all of this just like just these structures and these rules and that really just every time that happens it pushes us further and further away from our intuitive human nature our bodies are insanely incredible okay the more i research the human body the more i'm just in awe and also in love with how Interesting, it is that our bodies automatically know what they need. For instance, you're not thinking about breathing, your body is breathing for you. It knows it needs oxygen, it's not worried about telling you to breathe. The thing that gets tricky is our bodies do send us signals when we're hungry, but sometimes we confuse signals of fear, signals of so many other things as hunger cues. Or really, it's just like we confuse our cues in general, our bodily cues, because we haven't been listening to them for so long long. We've been going by these plans, these regimens, these structures or these ideas that are been built out by other people which even if it works for them it might not work for your body like and I'm talking even just I know that this isn't something that can be attainable for everybody, but even just the idea of using alarms or what people I know there's people that use like certain things to fall asleep at night and just like basically really masking our, our body's ability to communicate with us and tell us what it needs. And that gets tricky because this is pretty much the key to finding your natural weight. It's listening to your body. The best news that I have for today's coffee talk is that you can truly and honestly feel in to your natural self right now now and in a lot of ways that's actually kind of the mind fuck of it all it's that you are already whole you are already totally fine as you are and i know again that's that cliche and there's that argument of like okay but can't we strive for more can't we strive for goals and yes absolutely but we need to be very mindful of why like why are we striving for that goal Why are you striving to look different and where is it coming from and why, like what's wrong with how you are and who you are right now? Because the answer should be nothing. But a lot of the times we think that it is usually something and we either pin it to something physical, or if we're able to, a lot of the times we can kind of unsurface that physical change and get down into the deep root of what is either emotionally missing, It's all the stuff we pretty much talked about, which is like the idea that this isn't how, it's not about how you look, it's actually about how you feel. It's only when we accept who we are in our most natural state that we're then able to have and hold the balance of health and happiness. Because in my opinion, and what I've experienced in myself and in others growing up is that it was always one or the other. You can either be happy, but it's not healthy, or you can be healthy, but then you're not really that happy. Like you're miserable because you're not eating the foods you enjoy and you're not doing the things you want to do. Or you're doing the things you want to do and eating the foods that you enjoy. But for some reason, that's just like not healthy. You know what I mean? And and again, like I said, like naturally, our bodies want to be balanced. Like they know their own equilibrium. It's not up to our brains. Like a lot of the times our brains really have nothing to do with it. And if we could just let our bodies do its thing, do then we would find our natural state. But that's, again, like I said, that's the mindfuck of it all is that you really have to, in this moment, get your brain on board. That's really all it is. Your body's already on board. Your body's been on board since the day it entered this earth with wanting, it'll naturally fight. Like it heals itself. It naturally wants to be healthy and balanced. The problem is in our minds. It's when we try and structure things, when we try and label things, when we try and fit everything into pretty little boxes that we cut off that connection with our body. So can you, is it possible to literally breathe into who you are right now in this moment, as you're listening to this and fully and wholeheartedly accept yourself for who you are? Can you like, can you just like breathe in and then just be aware of your body and accept it. Just love it as it is. And if that's hard for you, that's fine. That's totally okay. It just, that's all that's reflecting back to you is an area in which to focus on or work on because it shouldn't take needing to change anything to feel that way. And if there is anything that's stopping you from feeling that way, then it's worth exploring. It's worth being curious about because it might not be something that you hold to be true about yourself. It might be a truth that you've picked up along the way, or it might be that you're being too hard on yourself, that you're putting too much pressure on yourself, that you're not showing up for yourself. And a really easy way to do this, if you're feeling kind of, kind of trapped in that, again, that energy loop, that energy cycle, it is hard to break. So if you're trapped there and you're trying to breathe into feeling good about yourself and feeling fulfilled and accepting yourself right now, as you are, do, I like to use this mind trick all the time where you can either objectively zoom out of yourself and look back down at yourself or back at yourself as if you are your own daughter or son. If you find that difficult, then imagine having children and imagine that child like reflected in how you're feeling right now. Imagine seeing that reflected in them. And then in a way you kind of project the love to them that you wish you could give them, that they would feel fulfilled. You can do it with a best friend too. You can do it with a family member, anybody that you you truly and honestly wholeheartedly care for. Imagine them not being able to feel good about themselves or accept themselves right now in this moment, would you be able to accept them for them? Because if the answer is yes, then that means you can do the same for yourself. You can accept you for you. Again, I know this is kind of a mind fuck, guys, but are we really surprised? Here's my, like my favorite part of this talk and the part I've been looking forward to since we've begun. It's the idea of like I said, embracing your most natural state. Now this has been the funnest part of my journey. The hard part was definitely, I I would say the hardest part was being honest with myself and making like conscious connections to moments and moods I would be in and habits I was doing and behaviors I was stuck in that I knew were coming from that place of that hard to break energetic pattern of diet culture, of external validation, of trying to fit myself into a mold and all of that. That was the hardest part. I would say it was probably equally as hard to work on it because once you've made the conscious connection between why am I doing this, then it becomes, okay, what am I going to do instead? And for each Time that you choose the healthier option, it does get easier. But those first few times, building any kind of habit or breaking any kind of habit is hard. And that's why I've done a lot of videos. I started 2020 with a podcast about how to break or start 2020 habits. So I highly recommend going there if you feel like inspired by that journey. But yeah, it's really hard to kind of actually put in the work. But I can say, That for any of you guys out there that do feel stuck in that diet culture, that diet cycle, that idea. And what I mean by diet culture and diet cycle is, you know, believing in external validation or a need to change, uh, subscribing to some sort of diet or ideal or plan that's going to get you to look or change your body in any kind of way feeling a little bit of success, which then kind of creates that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm doing it. And then you hit this wall or you plateau because it's not sustainable, because you're not living naturally, you're going against your human nature. So there will be problems at some point, which can then lead to emotional eating, stress eating, or any kind of emotional or stressful, you know, bad habit that comes from not feeling fulfilled, which then puts you back in a state of feeling unsafe, which then keeps you stuck in that cycle. What's gonna make me feel safe? Having abs or a booty and being slim, but also having curves or whatever it is, or like this diet or doing that or being super fit, fitspo, and then just like staying in that loop over and over again. The beauty of breaking that habit, the beauty of breaking that cycle in your life and taking the power back by actively choosing to embrace your natural state is that that's when the fun part comes in because you do start to break down those habits and then you start catching yourself in your natural state you'll catch when your body is like hmm i'm feeling the urge to drink some water or eat some fruit or i'm tired a little early tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a day or your body starts waking up naturally in a very cycled way like i haven't used an alarm since february And my body wakes up pretty much the exact same time every single day. And I'm starting to feel into this natural essence of who I am and what my body wants and what my body needs and and allowing it to kind of lead me rather than allowing my brain to lead my body. And I can do a coffee talk on that as well, because I think that there's, that kind of gets into some cosmicness with me where I believe in you know, the masculine energy, the feminine energy, the doer versus the beer, it all kind of feeds into that. But it's really just feeling into your intuition. Your natural state is living in a way or doing things that bring you value. So whether it's not to say that you, you wouldn't exercise or eat healthy anymore. It's literally to say that you do things, you make these choices mindfully in connection to your body in order to empower yourself. You're making empowering decisions. You're making like, for instance, all I can think of is when I started eating the foods that I really started to love again, I would feel so empowered because it would be like, you know what I'm craving right now? I'm craving a veggie burger and like a side of sweet potato fries. And whereas before I would be like, okay, okay, it only takes five seconds to cut a craving or like I would start doing all of these crazy things that was coming from that, that mindset, that energetic loop. Instead, it's like, hmm, maybe I should listen to my body. Maybe I should give it a veggie burger and some sweet potato fries. And then you do and you feel empowered because you, you've chosen something that your body wanted and you do that when you do that. You build trust with yourself. You build trust with your body, with your intuition that allows you to show up in the world as your most natural, most authentic Self, And with each time you choose the empowering decision to listen to your cues, to listen to your body, to tap into how you feel rather than what you think, then that habit gets easier and you're breaking the heavier energetic loop and coming into a state of wholeness and balance and wellness and in a lot of ways this is where i think true health shines through where people start to glow people seem happier people seem softer in a way that is you know when you're when you're forcing something on yourself when you're trying so hard to do something it's it's like clenching energy it's tight energy right but when somebody is in their natural state it's flowing energy it's soft energy it's loving energy and you can see the difference in people it's It's hard to miss. The last thing I wanna talk about, because I also think that it feeds very, like it feeds into everything we've pretty much talked about up until this point, is that I don't know if you guys have ever heard the idea behind marriage being that you wake up and you choose each other every single day, right? Like you don't just get married and choose choose your partner the day you get married. You, or the day you get engaged or the day you start dating, you choose that person every single day. And that is a That is what builds a successful marriage. In a lot of ways, I think that that is a truth in a lot of areas of life. And this includes the relationship you have with yourself. Every day you wake up, you have to choose yourself over and over and over again. And in a way that is empowering. And, in, and empowerment, truly, when you actually think about the symbolism behind like empowering energy, fire energy. That is courage. Courage comes from the heart. That comes from loving energy, vulnerability, accepting and loving yourself and staying open. And that open energy that courage that it takes to choose yourself every day is going to allow you to love yourself in every moment and to constantly choose yourself in every moment, which is going to help you or going to bring you it doesn't it I'm trying to break down that doer as if you need to like achieve this state of natural. When you choose yourself in every moment, you basically drift into your natural state without needing to really do anything. Now, this is super important. The idea that you have to commit to choosing your natural self all the time because the second part that comes with embracing your natural weight, your natural body, your natural essence is understanding that it's going to ebb and flow. And this is a beautiful thing, in my opinion, because I think that, again, when you look at humans from a state of human nature, when you think about yourself as a living, breathing organism a thing like you are a living breathing animal in a lot of ways of course you're gonna change of course you're gonna have seasons just like every other living thing on earth of course you're gonna have cycles you're going to have patterns you're going to have Changes in a lot of ways, and that, in my opinion, I think that y- we can also actively choose to look at that as a beautiful thing. That means at times your body is going to crave different things for different reasons, your body is going to cue you at different times for different reasons. There might be nights where you actually feel like you don't need that much sleep and you feel fine, there might be times where you're sleeping a little bit more than usual, but it's the trust between you and your body in order to understand that that is going to change. There is not going to be one set cycle or pattern or habit or routine that's going to work for you for the rest of your life. So you can stay open and curious to what works for you. What is your most natural state embracing your natural essence in your natural being? Ideally, you want to create enough space to be your own cheerleader rather than a nitpicker. Okay. If you had the choice Do you want to be your own cheerleader or your own nitpicker? Because Odds are, you probably wanna be your own cheerleader. You spend 24/7 with you all the time. There's no escaping yourself no matter where you go. What is it? There's like that line in the Lana Del Rey song that's like, wherever you go, you take yourself. That's not a lie. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you are experiencing all of those moments with yourself. Would you rather be a cheerleader or a nitpicker? Because that's the difference. It's like, would you rather have actual health, which is a cheerleader, Or aesthetic health, which is a nitpicker that's going to pick apart all of these aesthetic ideas or these external things. So in my journey, where I'm at right now is I've been embracing this idea of natural, just embracing my natural self for a while it took a lot it took about a year of really breaking all of these structures these goals these mindsets these energetic loops i was stuck in for a long time and that was pretty much all of 2019 was me breaking all of these loops and breaking all of these truths that i built within myself and then feeling like like i had this just chaotic state for a while and i feel like i'm kind of on the other end of my chaotic state where you know my life felt very uncertain for so long and so I felt like i was just being pulled all of these different ways because i had broken myself open in a lot of ways and from that and learning to listen to my body i did i gained weight pretty like quickly and consistently but not quickly in the sense that it got out of hand. It was just that my body needed to come back into equilibrium and I chose to trust that. And even when, and I I, I did, and I still do, but it's I haven't had a day like this in a little while, but even when I, I did have those days where being in my body felt so uncomfortable because it had changed so much, Um, I would book a therapy session. I would talk about it. I would lean on people that I'm close to, to express that feeling. And it allowed me to, again, just create that space to show up as my cheerleader, to embrace my truth, to break the illusion of that truth as well. And then to not let it dictate what I chose to do to get, to get back in that cycle, to get stuck again, and to just continue to evolve through that discomfort. And I'm at a state now that, in my life. I just feel like I'm, I'm doing what brings me value. I'm embracing my body. I'm listening to my hunger cues. I'm listening to my craving cues. I'm eating foods I haven't ate in a long time. If I want to have a drink or two, I have a drink or two. If I want to get a little drunk, I get a little drunk. And I just, I, I feel like myself again. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's if, I don't know, I hope that this brought you guys something today, just sharing this, because I feel like, like I said, I shared a lot of my insights on all of this diet culture and and my experience and things like that, but I guess it's just like if you do feel stuck there, and like I said, the ebbs and flows can put you back there. It's not to say that I won't get stuck there again. It's a sticky situation, okay, when it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's in all the things that we see, all the media we consume. It's very catered to that mind cycle to stay stuck there. But it's just, if you're in it, just know that you can feel back to your home or back to yourself or back to your body, or you can feel like yourself again. And you can really, I I can only speak from personal experience, but lately i felt that same energy I remember having when I was a kid, that same energy that just like, wants to wake up and like, go explore outside or go for a hike or whatever. And go just like do things and like what do things to the point that like i'm like oh my god i'm hungry and then like having a good hearty appetite from just like using my energy and i guess if i were to translate in a way that i i feel if i were to speak in my true tongue okay i feel that my energy is not so stagnant anymore it's not so capped or molded or tight or scrunched into this idea and trying to hold so tightly onto it. It's almost like I let go. And with letting go, I've been able to embrace my energy again, to really be able to charge it up in ways, to be able to fulfill it in ways that come from food and rest and water and love and so many different things. And just feeling that human nature in my bones again. And right now, like that means I'm thicker than usual and I love it. Like, I'm just like embracing that. I'm like, Ooh, what looks good with how this is going on right now? Like, Oh, I've got a butt that I've never had before. And if it goes away, that's cool too. And it's just like embracing yourself, just embrace yourself without putting anyone else in, Like, don't hold yourself up to anyone else, to anything else. Just embrace you and allow other people to embrace themselves without, again, like, just don't, just don't do that anymore. Don't compare yourself anymore. Don't try and fit into someone else's standard anymore. You deserve better than that. We all deserve better than that, okay? That's my preaching moment of the coffee talk. But damn, I just get so, the more I think about it, the more I realize that, like, these problems are common. One of the biggest mindsets that really helped me through, especially on those days where I felt myself feeling very uncomfortable in my body as it was changing, very uncomfortable in these truths that I was breaking, very confused, very just feeling like I was going through the thick of it was to let your goal be your glow. And that is just because sometimes it can be hard to really break down the parts of us that feel like we need to be working towards something Again, another coffee talk for another time because I have lots to say on that idea as well. But if you still feel like you need to have a goal, let it be your glow. Because glow, glow literally comes from light and you will not feel light when you're feeling so tight. I don't mean to make this poetic, but you will not feel a sense of lightness in yourself when you are bogging yourself down with structures and rules and all of these like crazy ideals and whatever that's going to drain you and it's going to drain your light. Light comes from love. And when you love yourself, you're going to have a lighter appeal to you. You're going to shine brighter rather than feeling like in a lot of ways you need to shine kind of not the spotlight, but you know, the light on yourself, on all of the flaws or perceived flaws you think you have. Instead, you're going to shine outwards and it's going to come from inside. Your health does come from inside. And when you chase your glow, then it's kind of like, I would say that's like the the training wheels on getting your brain on board to embrace your natural self, your healthiest, happiest, natural self. So there you guys have it. That's all the things that I want to say today. Of course, if you guys have anything to add, feel free to get the conversations flowing. I also actually posted the discord account to the codes Instagram. If you guys didn't hear about it, if you want to join, there's a couple hundred of us on there. Now there's different chat rooms for each of the brews. So you can have decaf talks, or if you're a decaf brew, espresso cosmic and coffee. There's also a house brew chat, which is just anyone can jump in and talk and talk. You can talk about whatever coffee talks you want to see announcements, all of that. So I'll leave the link in the show notes as well as in the description. If you guys want to come join and chat it up. And aside from that, I'll talk to all of you guys in the next coffee talk. Bye guys.